With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 050. Live free. Standing Ground is a production of Leahy Media. This situation, by its current trajectory, will generate months of political and legal controversy. That is what is going to happen. That is how the political wind is blowing. It will consume government. It will cost taxpayers millions of dollars. It will brutalize people. The State Assembly yesterday outlined weeks of process that will then lead to months of litigation. Time and money that government should spend managing COVID, guarding against the Delta variant, reopening upstate, fighting gun violence, and saving New York City. All that time would be wasted. This is one of the most challenging times for government in a generation. Government really needs to function today. Government needs to perform. It is a matter of life and death, government operations. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. New York tough means New York loving. And I love New York. And I love you. And everything I have ever done has been motivated by that love. And I would never want to be unhelpful in any way. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do, because I work for you. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. Because as we say, it's not about me, it's about we. Kathy Hochul, my lieutenant governor, is smart and competent. This transition must be seamless. We have a lot going on. I'm very worried about the Delta variant, and so should you be. But she can come up to speed quickly, and my resignation will be effective in 14 days. You know, t- t- to me, to a certain degree, it's, it sounded very kind of, in some re- uh, respects, very Nixonian. I was waiting for him to say, you know, America needs a full-time president, that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, no, no big surprise. I mean, his his governorship was paralyzed by this issue, and there was no way that he could carry on. And he has made the right decision. However, that being said, uh, this may come as a bit of a surprise to you, being somebody who I, I, Andrew Como is someone that I do not particularly care for, uh, but partially. Partially, I think he may be getting a bad rap. Not not in totem, but I think partially some of these accusations, I kind of scoffed off and went, come on. As Joe Biden would say, come on, man. 
All right. Uh, with that, let's jump right into it. I am back from vacation. Uh, I have gotten the uh, fog out of my head. Well, partially anyway. And I'm ready now to uh, take this helm here at Mojo Five O Radio. I'm Jeremy Lane. This is Standing Ground. It is 12 noon, 12 noon on the East Coast, 9 on the West, with you up until the 2 o'clock hour. Okay, my email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. Let's get going. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. Because I work for you. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. Because as we say, it's not about me. It's about we. Kathy Hochul, my lieutenant governor, is smart and competent. This transition must be seamless. We have a lot going on. I'm very worried about the Delta variant, and so should you be. But she can come up to speed quickly, and my resignation will be effective in 14 days. You tell lies, thing, and I can see. You can't cry, cause you're laughing at me. It's been accused of being pretty much everything. Racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. Welcome to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. I don't know Jeremy. Never met him. I think that he is, from where I come from, somewhat of a negative force. Informative, controversial, clever, and yes, maybe sometimes just not normal. It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yes, you said well, Direct and to the point. You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. A man with a mission. As annoyed as you might be about his zinging descent, he's so utterly charming, so amusing, so sometimes outrageous. Email Jeremy now at standingground1776 at gmail.com. Barbaric! That's standingground1776 at gmail.com. Christ, I met some dumb bastards my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! Jeremy Leahy is on. It's like I picked the wrong week for smoke. A boy simply trapped in a man's body. This is a real, decent, fine boy. Strap yourself in for a two-hour cascade of candor. This is Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. It's like I picked the wrong week to put amphetamines. Articulate, thought-provoking, insightful, and fun. You obviously have a wonderful economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. And now, Jeremy Leahy. It's like I picked the wrong week to drink. A show packed with politics, current events, humor, insight, and sometimes... With ridiculous bullshit. This is Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. Inside so all of my dreams become realities, and some of my realities become dreams. Now, here's Jeremy Leahy. Okay, I am back from vacation. This is Jeremy Lay. This is Mojo Five O Radio. Uh, I want to extend, first of all, first and foremost, and that is a big thank you to uh, Mike Phillip and his wonderful uh, co-host, Kinsey, there on Wednesday, last Wednesday, filling in for me. Uh, guys, if you're listening, I did listen from my uh, vacation, Lamonts, and I, I, I tuned in and did. you guys did a fantastic job. And then Aaron Barker on Saturday evening as well. So many thanks. I know who to turn to uh, when I need to take some time off or I've been incarcerated or something like that. You never know, right? Um, okay, so first up, um, we we got a lot of things I want to get to today because a lot of things happened when I was away. I, I will. I am not going to forget uh, the 
Obama uh, scaled back party <clears throat> on the vineyard uh, with all his uh, Hollywood friends and and things like that. Anyway, we'll, we'll touch upon that briefly. But if, if there's any if there's any any politician or and or former politician, I should say, who uh, is a total hypocrisy, it is one uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, but first up. Andrew Como. Okay, well, first of all, let's go back and let's listen to m- most of the press conference from uh, Queen uh, Queen Latifah there, the AG of uh, New York, announcing these quote accusations that have been made or what they determined in their uh, report that that they had, that they, had uh, that they concluded uh, as a result of their research and all the interviews they had done. Uh, here she is. These interviews and pieces of evidence reveal a deeply disturbing yet clear picture. Governor Cuomo sexually harassed current and former state employees in violation of both federal and state laws. The independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, many of whom were young women, by engaging in unwanted groping, kisses, hugging, and by making inappropriate comments. Further, the governor and his senior team took actions to retaliate against at least one former employee for coming forward with her story, her truth. Governor Cuomo's administration fostered a toxic workplace that enabled harassment and created a hostile work environment where staffers did not feel comfortable coming forward with complaints about sexual harassment due to a climate of fear and given the power dynamics. The investigators found that Governor Cuomo's actions and those of the executive chamber violated multiple state and federal laws, as well as the executive chamber's own written policies. This investigation has revealed conduct that corrodes the very fabric and character of our state government and shines light on injustice that can be present at the highest levels of government. But none of this, none of this would have been illuminated if not for the heroic women who came forward. And I am inspired by all the brave women who came forward, but more importantly, I believe them. And I thank them for their bravery. And I thank the independent investigators for their professionalism, despite the attacks. And for their dogged determination that brought us to the truth. The new, the new Andrew Como uh, theme. Anyway, um, a lot of those things that you hear in those accusations in the AG report are, yes, very, very serious things. Um, especially for someone in his position, if you will. But not only that, in this day and age, the way things are, and the hypersensitivity surrounding people's personal space, whatnot, in the wake of, yes, me too you think he would have been more circumspect and, and, and obviously he was not well it opens up a lot of different questions as about what what is appropriate and what is not and that's what I'm going to probably divulge into a little bit more in in the next break well I um Like I said at the beginning in the billboard, I'm not surprised that he has decided to step down. And that was the proper thing to do because he said himself, it just doesn't make sense at this point because it would take up way too much of the state's time, their business, whatever. Now, whether whether he will be criminally prosecuted is a whole nother thing. But there's one thing I think it's important to note, right? The, regard, regardless of what the report says, Andrew Como is not 
guilty of anything. Um, it, it, as I've often said, an accusation or an allegation is an accusation and or an allegation until proven otherwise. If he's going to be prosecuted or sued or whatever or both, probably both, Andrew Como is entitled to due process. He is entitled to a fair hearing, um, a vetting of the facts and all that. This was an investigation that was done by the state. Well, then again, he has his side and if it ends up in litigation. His side can present his position. What really surprises me is that, first of all, I would never accuse Andrew Como of being stupid. He's he's a very, very bright guy. I, I would never take that away from him. What is what is interesting <laughs> is that the old saying he went from high status to low status. Sorry, that's my alarm that went off. Um, high status to low status to no status. And if you remember, you could dip into my museum of recollections, if you will. At the beginning of COVID, he was considered to be like the COVID king. <laughs> they gave him an Emmy. I wonder if they're going to take that back. They gave a whole best press conference or something like that. And I will say, yeah, he he's an impressive speaker and all that kind of thing. But on late night TV, it was Andrew Como this, Andrew Como that. Oh, he's so great and wonderful. Even to the point where some late night hosts were like calling him a sex symbol and he's uh he's he's so desired by so many women, you know. Now now at the at the time the press was you know kissing his ass and singing his uh praises and all that kind of thing. In all fairness, they did not know that all these women are in, you know, behind the scenes. He was behaving in what appears to be, uh, in many ways, was in, engaging in was yes, as the as the AG said, uh, violating both federal and state laws. Right. So, as a little bit of the, a tease of that, okay, there is law, and then there is what's known as, I guess you could say the law of human nature and what humans do and sometimes hum- humans do things where they generally don't mean really really any harm and that's what I'm going to get into in the next break amongst other things but first of all before I forget um have you guys heard of Patriot Supply okay I want you to go to mypatriotsupply.com mypatriotsupply.com and get yourself a backup supply of food um, with a shelf life up to 25 years that's right 25 years of delicious nutritious food and snacks uh, that you can tuck away right or Andrew Como might be able to get when he when he after he resigns when he doesn't want to go out in public uh, go to my patriotsupply.com mypatriotsupply.com and get a backup supply of food an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure and you never know when you need a backup supply of food once again with a shelf life up to 25 years 20 Five years. You heard me correctly, okay? Go check him out. MyPatriotSupply.com. Okay, so uh, he is out. He Andrew Como is out in 14 days. Now, some people ask, well, why isn't it immediate? I, I guess my understanding is that the methodology, I guess, is that there be some type of a transition process going on. You know, it was interesting. I don't read it much anymore, but I, I do every so often just out of uh, curiosity. I, I used to like reading Drudge Report a lot, and I don't really, I, I don't, I don't look at it that much anymore. But um, they had brought up the, believe it or not, remember this came up during Trump. Can Como pardon himself? They've actually floated the ideas that maybe he could issue himself a gubernatorial pardon. Um, it is unlikely that he would be able to do that, or that he would do that for the same reasons that Donald Trump wouldn't do the same thing but you never know uh i do not know much about this incoming governor currently the lieutenant governor of new york god new york has over the last several years has had its share of um (laughs) 
problems with governors. And Dowling says, what was his name? Elliot Sp- Look, Elliot Spitzer, who was um, caught uh, shacking up with a 23-year-old uh, hooker. Well, he ended up getting a show on CNN, which, you know what? It wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past CNN. Look, CNN who fired three staffers for not getting vaccinated, brought back Jeffrey Tubin, who got caught lubing the Tubin, Jack and Jeff, brought him back after all that. I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Como is off at her show on CNN because all the misfits and the ones that get in trouble usually end up on CNN. Okay, I just couldn't resist. I had to digress there. Anyway, now, his brother, Chris Como has is on quote a vacation and probably will be advised well he'll be taken off the story or not to talk about it or talk very little about it as you know his brother got caught why his brother wasn't fired from cnn but then again what do you have to do to get fired from cnn (laughs) don't get me going i've just gone off on a tangent with cnn but uh, his brother uh chris como it turned out that he was giving advice to his brother on how to handle his wandering hands, whatnot, and and he got uh, well reprimanded, but not let go. People don't get fired from CNN for doing pretty much anything. It's a, it's 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 one of those deals. So, um, anyway, what I want to do is I'm going to continue with this topic uh, on a different level. Speaking as a guy, my my, my attempt here is not to be misogynistic or disrespectful to women or anything like that. But I truly do believe that some of the accusations that have been made against him or what the women are complaining about might uh, – even I might say, come on. I mean, give the guy a break. I mean, that one thing is not particularly terrible because there is dichotomy. And then you go to another part of it and you're like, okay, that is just – I mean, that's that's battery. That's that's illegal Uh, because – when you think about it, a lot of the things that he's been accused of, every single guy listening to me right now at some point in their life or their career, wherever, have done the same thing. Okay? I'm not, I'm not talking about the accusation of the hand going up the shirt or grabbing uh, the rear end, that kind of thing. Just a, 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 a friendly kiss or a hug, whatever, that kind of thing. But um, this, this, this whole thing with Andrew Como has made all men, all men look and go, oh, boy. Uh, if, if this guy, well, look, I will say it is far different when you are in a position of authority because women can feel intimidated. They can feel scared. Look, this is the governor. I feel uncomfortable with what he's doing. And if I say anything, there could be repercussions. But apparently there were. Uh, there allegedly there was some retaliation going on inside his office. Don't forget when you watch anyone in public life, in this particular case, we'll take Andrew Como, and you see him giving a speech or a talk or whatever, you see one side of that person, but you don't know what was going on behind the scenes and what he was actually, how he was treating people or women that had come forward and made these accusations. So. Interesting week that, you know, these things always happen when I'm on vacation. This is one of this is one of the biggest complaints that radio hosts make is that all the juicy good stuff always happens when they're away. However, I have to tell you as a tease while on vacation. Once again, I learned in person that Trump derangement syndrome totally is real. (laughs) Okay, we'll leave it at that, but we'll get to that in a little bit at some point. All right, I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Standing Ground. Quick break, right back. Indeed, there are hundreds, if not thousands of photos of me using the exact same gesture. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, Powerful people, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the street. After the event, the woman told the press that she took offense at the gesture. And for that, I apologize. Another woman stated that I kissed her on the forehead at our Christmas party and that I said, ciao, Bella. Now, I don't remember doing it, 
but I'm sure that I did. I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. Oral sex to stall armed robber at gas station until police arrived. Whoa. Oh, that's thinking on your knees. The Off Track Syndicate. Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Mojo 50 Radio. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. <laughs> The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 877-247-1581-877-247-1581-877-247-1581. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. that the governor on many occasions engaged in sex-based harassing conduct and conversations. The most serious was the governor's unwelcome physical contact with women, including touching intimate body parts. He engaged in this conduct with state employees, including those who didn't work in the executive chamber, as well as non-employees. One current employee who we identify as executive assistant number one endured repeated physical violations. On November 16th, 2020, in the executive mansion, the governor hugged executive assistant number one and reached under her blouse to grab her breast. This was the culmination of a pattern of inappropriate sexual conduct, including numerous close and intimate hugs where the governor held her so closely that her breasts were pressed against his body and he sometimes ran his hands up and down his, her back while he did so. There were also several occasions on which the governor grabbed her butt. 
Executive assistant number one had the vowed the that the she was going to take these the violations, talks. as she put it, to the grave. She was terrified that if she spoke out, she would lose her job. But she broke down in front of colleagues when she heard the governor on March 3rd, 2021, in his press conference, claim that he had never touched anyone inappropriately. Okay, welcome back to the program. I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. Uh, I'm with you up until the two o'clock hour uh, here on Mojo Five O Radio. All right. Well, uh, in in hearing the AG's report, uh, watching the press conference while I was on vacation, there were clearly accusations that have been made against this man that do not rise to the level of sexual harassment, rise to the level of sexual battery. Uh, putting your hands up a woman's shirt or on her backside or whatever is it, – it's, it's sexual battery. I mean that's – you, you call the cops, whatever. The, the, one, the one thing – not several things I've seen. Well, first of all – sorry. My mind is all over the place with this stuff. Is, okay, this is 2021. We live in a far different society when it comes to this sort of thing than we did even just five, six years ago. The the sad thing is, and I really, truly believe this, I like to believe, or sorry, I do believe that some of the things that Andrew Como has been accused of doing, going over and kissing someone on the forehead or giving someone a hug or whatever, the odds are most likely he did not mean any harm. Or did not think that he was doing anything inappropriate. Now, when he's putting his hands up a woman's shirt without her consent, I don't know how he would not know that that is just asking for trouble (laughs) or putting his hand on her tushka. Um, that 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 is far different. But what it makes me think about, and I think a lot of other men, and that is this. What 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 really is okay? And the the way I the way I've thought about it is this: if you go over to a woman, I do. I'm just speaking, speaking of the guys out there. Well, it could be ladies too, okay? Because you got to be careful, right? But not as much as as the men, especially men in positions of power. To which I can assure you, I am not. But. If it's someone that you don't know or you've never met before, the policy should be hands off, a handshake maybe, whatever. But I've seen a lot of these photos and they've even showed some video of him going over and meeting somebody for the very first time and giving them a hug. Or whatever. I mean, there's all different sorts, there's all different types of situations where. Let, let me give an example, right? Say, for instance, in New in New York, there were after 9/11, Rudy Giuliani would go to a service for someone who died on 9/11, and he would embrace a family member that he's never met before. It is different. They're grieving. It's a different type of hug it's it's designed to provide comfort to someone who is suffering it appears that he just went over and arbitrarily put their hand, his hands on them i i you know it's it's interesting cuz i thought about this on vacation i got off the 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 ferry to my vac- vacation area and i see people that i have known for my entire life and going over and giving them a hug and a kiss on the cheek is far different than doing it with someone who you've never met before. I understand. I mean, years ago, you might not say anything, but nowadays, I understand. You, you know, how, why are you hugging me? I don't know you. Um, now, there, there be you, you stray into a, a different area where you kind of think, well, he says. That is my personality. You know, I am, um, I am, I am Italian. That's what we do. He said, I hug men, I kiss women, I do da 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 da, 
And I guess you could make that somewhat of a uh, of an argument that that is his Italian personality. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you right. had too much wine, that's amore. I mean, I, I guess, in all fairness to Andrew Como, if it's a cultural thing, I mean, I, I mean, no disrespect to him that way, but don't forget, these are women that didn't understand that sort of thing and didn't feel that <laughs> they they weren't at a family party; they were at a at an event that he showed up at, like a Christmas party, he'd never met him before, and he went over and kissed them. I mean, like, like come on. Um, all right, so y- y- you have that. So I'm not, I'm not offering an ex- I'm not making an excuse for him. I think it's a fair explanation I'm making that there were many times where I honestly feel that he did not really mean any ill intent. Now. Joe Biden weighed in on this whole thing and said he should resign. Well, I mean, honestly, I think when it comes to hands wandering, I think Joe Biden needs to keep his mouth shut because we've got the footage of him. And by the way, in all fairness to Andrew Cuomo, um, the women he, quote, groped, they say, I don't even know what a grope is. But but anyway, I I guess you know what I mean. But is... uh, if you see the footage of Joe Biden, and, and these girls are like, those girls were like 12 years old. <laughs> so it's it's a little bit different. But anyway, that's just, that's a whole different, that was, that was, that's a whole other topic for another day that the press pretty much let go. But anyway, um, what is interesting is that um, when, when you look at this whole thing, is that now that we have seen what you can get in trouble for, as it relates to this whole thing with Andrew Como and men, every single, I mean, even before this, I, I I'm like, you know, be careful. I mean, don't, uh, wh- whether you're at work or whether you're at a social event or whatever, with people you just don't know, you just stay away from. But just be careful where the uh, where the where where the hands go. And when <laughs> and when you have a group photo taken, guys, make sure your hands are in front of you. Uh, put together so no one could ever say when your hands were behind, uh, you touched her derriere. Anyway, um, I think at this point I'm going to wrap up with uh, with uh, with Andrew Como. There's a lot. There's a lot to re- remain to be seen with Andrew Como, but uh, so what's going to happen from here going forward? But I I think there is a lot to be learned about this whole thing and some things that kind of enlighten me myself, but. In closing, once again, I want to say this. I think there is a lot of this stuff where he was totally 100% in the wrong and he was just being an arrogant, powerful son of a bitch. And the other part of it, he, some of it, he really did not mean any harm. I mean, kissing a woman on the hand, I mean, that used to be sort of a real compliment. If, if you're a woman and a guy like grabs your hands and kisses you on the hand and you're like traumatized buy it you need serious help but anyway that's just my own personal opinion okay let's move on shall we uh the obamas on the vineyard well in case you haven't heard um our former race baiting president Barack H. Obama um, had he celebrated his 60th birthday um, on his uh, his environmental friendly <laughs> being sarcastic of course uh, mansion on the vineyard. Remember his famous speech? You know, everybody needs to cut back. Yeah, right. My ass. Um, the uh, they had this. Well, first of all, you know, look. Happy birthday, Mr. President. That's great. But they had this announcement. They were going to have this huge bash. I mean, hundreds of people. I mean, of course, the Hollywood gang and all that. And with the Delta variant, then they, I think there was one 
report that they were going to cancel it or cancel or scale it back. But turns out at the end, liberals being liberals and hypocrites being hypocrites and hypocrites are liberals and liberals are hypocrites. They went forward and they had uh, their bash. The interesting thing is, is here we are and you're watching the pictures from this party of everyone dancing around without masks on and everything like that. But you never hear the term, you know, super Delta variant spreader. Or anything like that. And here we are debating whether the kids are going to wear masks or not when they return to school in the fall. So was the former president setting a good example? Absolutely not. But then again, it is Barack Obama and he can just do whatever he wants, which is fine. I mean, my thing is this. I I, I have to be honest with you. Look, we're all hypocritical and everybody in public life is hypocritical. But this guy, if you will, birthday-wise, takes the cake. Um, if, if, by the way, have you ever seen this house that they bought or they had built on the vineyard? It's like the, the kitchen. The kitchen itself is like the size of the White House. It's it's just it's nuts. But um, look, it, they had a good time. And, of course, all the left-wing semi-deviations, petty bourgeois, liberals were there, and they had a great time. But don't tell everybody else how to live their lives when you're uh, having a huge group of people in tight quarters in the age of COVID uh, telling everybody that they need to be careful with their gatherings and all that kind of thing. It's just this, this it's, it's self-evident. There's not really much more I can say about it except um, – up yours. <laughs> it's just, it's just, whatever. Uh, but anyway, I, I had to mention that because I saw that uh, being reported when I was on vacation that I thought the party was originally canceled and then he went forward and, and had it, which I'm not really too surprised. But I mean, notwithstanding, um, um, happy, happy, 60 years young to uh, the former uh, uh, race baiting president, Barack H. Obama. Okay. Okay. Uh, other things going on. I have this story uh, I saw this morning when I was going through the, the wires. Believe it or not, I do some show prep, not much, but I pretty much just speak off off the cuff. <laughs> Someone say, Emil, I usually don't deal with dates and times. I just kind of turn the microphone on and tell you where I'm coming from. Uh, Texas House Speaker uh, Dade Phelan, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, signs 52 arrest warrants for absent Democrats and bid to end chambers weeks long, weeks long stalemate. Uh, the Texas Supreme Court earlier Tuesday ruled that Democrats who refused to show up could be detained by law enforcement and brought back to the state capitol. Uh, this was posted on August 10th. Texas House Speaker Dade Phelan on Tuesday evening signed civil arrest warrants for 52 House Democrats still missing. Uh, the move was confirmed by Phelan spokesperson Enrique Marquez, who says that the warrants will be delivered to the House Sergeant-at-Arms tomorrow morning uh, for service. The warrants were first reported by the Dallas Morning News. Democrats who may be arrested could not face criminal charges or fines and could only be brought to the House chamber. <laughs> They're going to drag him down the floor and basically said, hey, do your friggin' job. Um, this is funny. Uh, dozens of minority members fled to Washington, D.C. during the first special session to block a GOP voting restriction bill. Uh, this was the integrity bill, one of them anyway. Um that 80-12 vote came hours after the Texas Supreme Court ordered those missing Democrats could be soon detained by state authorities. The order by the all-GOP court came at the request of Governor Greg Abbott uh, and Phelan, both of whom asked the court money to overturn a ruling from a state district judge that blocked those leaders from ordering the arrest of the quorum, breaking Democrats. Now, that being said, I remember it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago, just before I went away, that... Lindsey Graham, South Carolina gal, now Lindsey Graham, who I like very much, said when it came to the infrastructure bill, by the way, which has passed, and I, guys, I, I, what am I going to say about it? It passed. They, they, they got it done. Dude, by the way, in a second, I'm going to get into one part of that bill that I find kind of amusing. But anyway, um, said that if it appears the bill is going to pass, that Lindsey Graham made some statement where he said, well, maybe I'll round up some Republicans and we'll take off, to which my response is, don't do that, you know, um, because then you look like the infants they are. Um, stay and fight, and if you lose, you lose, and take it like a man or a woman or whatever. Um, don't get on a plane and and flee. Uh, it's just not not a good thing. But anyway, um, okay, so with that, on the infrastructure bill, interesting part of the bill is that the infrastructure bill 
in it, one of the pieces of pork that they shove in there, it's something like 2,800 pages, is that over the next seven years, my understanding, and as I fact-checked this, but anyway, it was funny. I was having a conversation with a, a family member of mine over over uh, vacation. She called me on my birthday, and we were talking about how it, information is so instantaneous is that you never really know what you're hearing is true and what is not true. And you say, oh, well, go to factcheck.org. Well, how do you know factcheck? Org is uh, correct. How do you know? But anyway, this is what has been said that apparently is in this. I, I guess it's an omnibus or something like it. And that is that there would be an inculcation over seven years that cars would it would be mandatory for car manufacturers to insert a breathalyzer in your car. It would be standard. You know, like if you get I've never had one. And thank God. But. Um, people who get DUIs, they put this thing in your car as part of your uh, <laughs> your penance. Is you you they put the thing in the car, and before you drive the car, well, in order for, to you're gonna in order for the car to start, you have to well blow your car. <laughs> and I can assure you, it's purely consensual, and. It's a breathalyzer, and it measures the alcohol content on you and then whether or not the car will start. Well, my understanding is that in this infrastructure bill, there will be breathalyzers that will be just basic as having a uh, a radio or nowadays a GPS device, whatever, that every time you get in your car, you're going to have to uh, service your car. So the question is, well, is that an over-encroachment? upon your uh, rights. Look, I understand the methodology behind it because yes, I mean, if your car can't, if you're drunk and your car went, won't start, yes, there is that uh, a safety element, but we could do that about, we could do that with so many things in our lives. But once again, it's just another attempt by the left to overly importune into your life by requiring you to do all these things. I've 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 never been I've never been against safety inspections, right? I'm I'm kind of back and forth in this. I'm a little bit ambivalent on the breathalyzer thing because I do understand, you know, think about it, right? If every car had this breathalyzer device in it, I mean people would end up my car won't start. I gotta call a cab or I gotta I, I I don't know. I mean what kind of situation that you're in. But I do understand the debate around it that some people feel that it's just a little bit, little bit too much or and they have been known not to be particular, particularly accurate. But backing up, not that I'm opposed to safety inspections, emissions and all that kind of thing. This might be going just a, a, a little bit too far. So anyway, I thought I would mention that. OK, all over the place today. It's called coming back from vacation. Uh uh, where I am, well, getting the fog out of my head, right? Beep, beep. Is when I come back and I haven't been on the air in a week, I I will say, because some people say, I'll say, oh boy, I did a really shitty show yesterday. And then someone will say, well, it's one of your, it's one of the best ones this month, whatever. I don't know, but I, I, I feel kind of rusty. And that's when I, when I, my rustiness is when I kind of jump around a lot. Okay. So, um, as a tease, we, we got town hall news coming up next. I, I'm going to I'm going to share something with you. However, I, I want my my customary policy has always been that if I'm going to talk about something that happened to me personally involving somebody else, a the person gets invited to come on, right? Because I want them to give the opportunity to speak their mind and give their side of it, whatever. Two, I never mention the person's name, and I'm extremely generic. Out of courtesy. And I mean that sincerely. But that being said, um, I had an experience that I'm sure a lot of you out there have had. Uh, I'm not a victim. I don't perceive myself as being a victim. Because this has been going on, well, for the last, well, since 2016. You guys have heard the term Trump derangement syndrome. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people don't know where the 
phrase came from, and I, I looked it up. Do you guys remember the editorialist, the writer? And I, I don't use this word loosely, but this guy was brilliant. Charles Krauthammer. Krauthammer, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. He was on Fox. He died. He died about two or three years ago. Uh, he was in a wheelchair. He had been in an accident when he was, I think in college, he was a pre-med student. Yeah, and he, and he snapped his, his neck or whatever. And he was confined to a wheelchair and he took up writing and he, he was just a very intelligent guy. And originally the term was Bush derangement syndrome. And what it essentially means is that it's the inability for the individual to separate the person's personality from their policy to make them think clearly and, and, and that sort of thing. Well, I will admit that since Trump came on the scene in 2015, 2016, that Trump, and by the way, I would say even to to his own fault, yes, created a lot of, you know, um, by his his words, his actions, whatever, he said things that were just totally inappropriate, wrong, and did things. But yeah, to the to the like, it was like Bush derangement syndrome and Trump derangement syndrome are two completely different things. But usually, when it comes to people that are, it, I'll say it. Generally, the derangement is on the left. the The left is the are the ones, generally speaking, who have a hard time. Listening, having an argument, debating back and forth without, you know, um, doing this. That kind of thing. All right. Well, you understand. You, know, you, 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 mentioned, you, you mentioned the word Trump, and that's what happens to him. <laughs> All right. All right. Easy. You're going to be fine. Okay. What's, what's, what's interesting is, is that now I guess you could call it post-traumatic Trump stress disorder slash Trump derangement syndrome. Trump is not president anymore. He's out of office. And, well, thank you. Uh, we we got a demented socialist from Delaware who's currently, yes, my president. Uh, but even though Trump is gone, they're having uh, post-traumatic stress. And I wouldn't be surprised with a lot of them. Actually, I've actually heard stories that some have actually gone on medication. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I had sort of an interesting experience, which um, I, 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 I was actually taken back by it a little bit. But at the same time, as time goes on, you look back at something, you're like, well, I'm really not too surprised. So I will share that with you with great circumspect uh, when we get back from the, the news, the town hall news. Uh, coming up next. Anyway, finally, to end the break, to Andrew Como. Um, I don't believe you are done. I, I, I like I said, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding when I think that CNN may actually give him a gig, <laughs> or so, someone's some. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna look. Let's think, guys. If CNN gives Andrew Como a gig, would you really be surprised? I mean, seriously, as Megan McCain said, who I'm sad to hear she's leaving The View because I actually thought she was the most intelligent on the panel. But anyway, she said, is there anything that you have that you do at CNN that you can be fired for? What do you have to do to get be fired from CNN? To which my response is, is there anything that you do when you're not at CNN that you get a job at CNN? <laughs> so um, there you have it. Well, it'll be a wait and see game. Whether he will be prosecuted or not, I don't know. Whether he'll settle, those are all things that have to go let's go back and forth between the lawyers and whether or not they're going to bring it to a grand jury, whether there'll be a unilateral indictment and all those sort of things. But either way, it appears right now that his political career is over and that he really does not have a political future because he, um, he's been outed. So anyway, uh, but I do want to end by saying this. And I'll say it again. I said at the beginning of the program. I think Andrew Cuomo is a very intelligent guy, and uh, I, I'm not saying that he has not done good things for New York. I mean, the whole nursing home thing and all that. What, whatever. I guess you could absolutely. We didn't really get into that. And there's a major, major screw up, which could also pose problems for him. But it's um, it's a bit of a Greek tragedy, I guess you could say.
All right. All right. I'm Jeremy Lee. My email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. Town Hall News up next. And I will talk to you guys on the other side. We find that the governor on many occasions engaged in sex-based harassing conduct and conversations. The most serious was the governor's unwelcome physical contact with women, including touching intimate body parts. He engaged in this conduct with state employees, including those who didn't work in the executive chamber, as well as non-employees. One current employee who we identify as executive assistant number one endured repeated physical violations. On November 16th, 2020, in the executive mansion, the governor hugged executive assistant number one and reached under her blouse to grab her breast. This was the culmination of a pattern of inappropriate sexual conduct, including numerous close and intimate hugs where the governor held her so closely that her breasts were pressed against his body. And he sometimes ran his hands up and down his, her back while he did so. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Can't you see that I am not afraid? Come on, knock it off. What was that promise that you made? What was that promise that you made? Now I'm gonna love you Till the heavens stop the rain I'm gonna love you Till the stars fall from the sky For you and I This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a wily e. Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender, and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What? China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle a cat into New Mexico. American Pride Roasters, bringing peace and love to the world, one delicious cup of coffee at a time. Hey, it's Brad Staggs before his morning coffee. <laughs> Oh my coffee. And this is Brad Stubbs after his morning coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee. Our mojo runneth over. Mojo 5 Welcome to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. Is everyone in the control room ready? Now in his fifth year on the air. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. When will your adventure begin? 
Join the Federation and become part of a mission to traverse to the skies. You can help our humanitarian missions and you can help our disaster response units. In a world where political discourse has left a void in our world's ability to help hurricane and other natural disaster victims, it's the role of the Federation to stand tall and make a difference. Shop the Federation Promenade and make your donation at trekfederation.com today. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-562-2407-800-562-2407-800-562-2407. That's 800-562-2407. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. Thanks a lot, you cheating bastard. Breaking news overnight and tragic news out of Chicago, where one police officer was killed and another is fighting for his life after they were shot during a traffic stop last night. Chicago police have not yet identified the officers, but say they had pulled over a car when the shooting started. The officers were able to return fire, wounding one person, and two people now are in custody. Last night, in an emergency room, amongst tears and fears, from the finest and the most courageous people I know. A mother lost her daughter last night, a brother, his sister, a family forever shattered. As tragic as this whole thing is, it's awful. This young officer, she was only 29 years old. All right. But here's the thing. Overall, the press will report it It'll be talked about, but at the end of the day, those in the aforementioned, they don't give a shit. I I, I I would I would find it extremely unlikely that CNN is going to carry her funeral. That they would carry any cop's funeral. Um it's it's kinda of, it's kind of strange with the media as we witness over the last I see on the monitor here, Jen Psaki's going to come up here in a moment. We'll, we'll go to that because I want to see what she has to say about Como. Um, is that uh, they go 24, well, while pretty much we had to hear all the Capitol Police and all that and all those tears and things like that was crammed down our throats for two days. Boo-hoo and all that kind of thing. Um, I'm not saying they were not traumatized. I'm sure they were. But we have to differentiate the two because you see Capitol Police are special kind of police, but this woman who died in the eyes of the media is a uh, is a white supremacist. So, I, I, and I, that's how I really feel when they look at this thing. They see a cop that gets shot and killed and they kind of go, <laughs> well, you see, that's what happens. That's what they get. Um, that kind of thing. But anyway, I don't want to go too far on that one because then I may really go off the scales. So anyway, I just see here that uh, Jen Psaki is uh, setting up to the... Uh, stepping up to the podium and in the wake of the uh andrew como resignation i'd like to hear if she has anything to say so let's go to that for a moment see what she has to say happy tuesday okay happy tuesday that's quite a quite a sign over there okay a couple of items for all of you at the top 
President Biden promised to reach across the aisle and deliver results for families across the country. And today, uh, on the president's 203rd day in office, in case all of you weren't counting, 19 Republican senators joined the Democratic caucus to pass historic infrastructure legislation. The most important piece of this to the president is uh, not the bipartisan piece, which of course he is pleased to see uh, the opportunity to work with Democrats and Republicans, but that this will deliver huge benefits, millions of jobs to uh, the American people. It will deliver clean drinking water and high-speed internet to every household in the country. It will help us tackle the climate crisis by electrifying school buses, building electric vehicle chargers across the station, upgrade our power infrastructure to be resilient against national uh, natural disasters, and it will rebuild roads and bridges and modernize Americans, America's airports, rail, and public transit systems, something that even our Secretary of State talked about yesterday uh, in terms of its benefits to our competitiveness around the world. Um, and this inter- this legislation will create benefits in communities across the country for decades to come. Uh, so we are pleased to see the progress, looking forward to the next step. Also wanted to note for all of you that as a part of our ongoing efforts to boost vaccinations, meet people where they are with